Welcome back to the Der Show. Um, the list, the infamous list, the Jeffrey Epstein list of the hundreds of people who had associations with uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein is uh, is being uh, disclosed. Of course, I'm on the list. Um, I was his lawyer. I flew on his uh, plane with other lawyers um, several times for legal meetings in in Florida and and other proceedings. Um, I was his lawyer. Uh, not only did I fly on his plane as his lawyer, I flew uh, with Senator John Glenn uh, uh, to meet um, President Shimon Perez of Israel. Um, I took my nephew um, on a flight to uh, Cape Canaveral to see a satellite a launch. Um, I was invited by the head of NASA uh, through his close friend, Jeffrey Epstein, to see the launch, like so many others. I had an innocent relationship with a man who I didn't know, nobody suspected, uh, had done anything wrong. Indeed, uh, when my uh, granddaughter had a soccer tournament, he lent us his house in Florida. He wasn't there. Um, but my whole family, my grandchildren, my daughter stayed there. There were no pictures on the wall or anything that would lead anyone to suspect that anything untoward was going on. There's no way I would ever allow my grandchildren, my children to be in a house uh, that eventually uh, turned out to have been the location for uh, so many, so many uh, questionable and, and illegal activities. But uh, so there are lots of people on that list uh, and lots of different categories. There are people who were associated with him academically, like the president of Harvard, uh, people who are nominated for the Nobel uh, prizes in science, um, who went to academic uh, lunches uh, with him. He had an office uh, right outside of Harvard in, in Brattle Square, where he would conduct these uh, seminars. And we all went. We we loved them because I got introduced to Harvard professors who I had never met, even though I had been on the Harvard faculty at that point for 30 or so uh, uh, years. And yes, I was on the island once. My wife, my daughter, and I were vacationing in the Caribbean. And he had just bought this island. It was, you know, just one little house on it. There was nobody on the island except work people. And uh, he asked us to come say hello and visit the island. So I did and had dinner with Michael Porter, a very distinguished professor at Harvard Business School. No young people on the island. No, no, no Lolita Island or Express or anything uh, like that. So there, there were people who knew him um, before uh, any of these accusations were made public. Uh, there were people who knew him when the accusations were made public, his lawyers like me and his doctors and others who didn't terminate the association. Indeed, my association with him increased after he was accused. Um, I became his lawyer and I met with him uh, repeatedly to try to work out a, a plea bargain, a plea bargain, which the public thinks was a sweetheart deal. He hated it. In fact, he wouldn't pay me my fee because he thought... I had done a terrible, terrible job in getting him a plea bargain that required him to serve some time in jail and also to register as a, a sex offender. Then there are the groups of people who um, continue to associate with him even after he was uh, uh, in prison, after he had pleaded guilty. Remember, too, he had pleaded guilty, my recollection is, to two offenses, one involving an 18-year-old and one involving a 17-year-old, both of whom he paid for uh, massages and uh, other kind of uh, uh, sexual encounters. Um, 
but uh, the, the 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 large number of people who was absolutely accused him hadn't come out <clears throat> at that point yet, and so he was allowed to plead guilty only to these two charges. Um, the the um, he then served his time and he got out, and some people either continue to associate with him who knew him from the past. I did not. I just uh, took his calls when they were legal calls involving the, the, the plea bargain we had made, but others had closer relationships with him. Uh, Bill Clinton traveled on his plane for charitable activities, Bill Gates, um, others, but uh, everybody has to be judged on their own uh, individual uh, situation. Um, you know, you can criticize people for continuing to have any association with Epstein after he was um, after he pleaded guilty to these offenses, but the full extent of his uh, uh, activities was was not known at that point. Um, and then there were those who were accused. Um, uh, initially, I was among them. Of course, the accusation against me from day one, I knew and said and proved was uh, was was totally and completely false. And the woman who accused me ultimately admitted that she may have um, mistaken me for somebody else. It may have been a case of uh, mistaken identification. And she dropped uh, all of her all of her lawsuits and legal claims uh, against me. Um, Others were accused as well, um, you know, the former majority leader of the Senate, John Mitchell, the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Bill Richardson, um, Ahab Barak. I have no idea uh, whether any of them were or weren't in any way uh, com complicit, uh, but each case has to be judged on its merits, and uh, you uh, should not accept guilt by by um, accusation, as was uh, a title of a book I wrote, or or guilt by association, which is a, a common term. When I hear about a list, I always think of the infamous lists by Senator McCarthy. I have a list of employees of the State Department who are members of the Communist Party. Well, no, he didn't. Uh, he had lists of names, and those names uh, had their careers destroyed. Some committed suicide, as some who were accused in the Epstein case, uh, including Epstein himself, um, may have committed uh, a suicide. Some other person from France did did as well, according to at least police records. So um, it's so important to judge uh, complicity, guilt, responsibility on an individual basis. We're so tempted to just just assume that if a person's name is on a list, oh, there must be something wrong. If there's smoke, there's fire. There's already one lawsuit been threatened. Jimmy Kimmel has threatened to sue Aaron Rodgers. Uh, because apparently Rogers has said something about him being on a list. Now, the interesting question, is it defamatory for somebody to falsely accuse you of being on a list? Uh, the list itself um, may not involve any kind of accusation of criminality, but any association with Epstein uh, these days is radioactive. And um, it'll be interesting to see if a lawsuit were to be filed. The other interesting thing that everybody has to remember and uh, judge Jose Cabranes, a great judge in the Second Circuit uh, in New York, uh, made this point in an opinion that when an accusation is made in court papers, as these accusations, which are on the list, presumably, will have been made in court papers, Judge Cabranes reminded us that accusations made in court papers are actually less credible, less believable, less deserving of being credited 
than accusations made in the media. Why? Because if you accuse somebody falsely in the media, you can be sued for defamation. But if you make your accusation in court papers, there's what's called immunity. You can't be sued. Uh, and, and, and so Judge Cabrana said um, to the media, he issued an actual warning to the media and to the public. Remember that when something is in a court paper, that doesn't mean it's more credible. It may very well be less credible because a false accuser can hide behind the privilege and make a false accusation without any fear of being sued. So when this list comes out, and if it includes um, accusations, uh, people will, will, will assume the accusations uh, must be true, but uh, there, there, there is little reason to believe that. One has to assess them on their own uh, credibility. Again, the, the accusations against people who are dead uh, obviously, um, and, and, and several of the accusations are against people who are either dead or unable to respond, George Mitchell, Bill Richardson, um, and, and, and others. Um, uh, some have chosen not to respond. I chose to respond um, very overtly because I had nothing to hide. In fact, I was one of the people who pushed very hard for these documents to be released. I want every single piece of paper, every document to be released because I have nothing to hide. And the truth uh, will will um, help uh, and 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 prove uh, my absolute innocence. So um, I, I'm not, you know, there are people shaking in their boots that their names will be mentioned. I knew my name would be in on whatever documents there are associated with uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and I welcome them as long as everything is released. What I'm afraid of is this uh, judge may very well be selective in her decisions to release and release some things but not others for example if somebody accuses somebody the accuser has to be identified the accuser's background has to be given whatever is in the record about the accuser's credibility should be made public not only the accusation not only the name of the accused but uh, the law today uh, often doesn't do that it uh, presumes guilt and therefore allows the false accuser to hide behind anonymity or behind court documents while the falsely accused uh, has no remedy. So, um, you know, uh, let, let the media is obsessed with any connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Clinton, yeah, Bill Clinton knew Jeffrey Epstein. I can testify to that personally because I had an experience with that. I was having dinner. Uh, my wife and I were having dinner with Caroline Kennedy and her husband on Martha's Vineyard and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were there. And, um, at this small dinner party and the secret service he was present the secret service came over to him and said here's a phone call to you and he took the call went away for a few minutes and talked and talked and talked and then he came back and he said alan somebody wants to say hello to you and he gave me the phone it was jeffrey epstein uh, who had been talking to bill clinton for a while and then epstein wanted to say hello to me so you know i can testify from firsthand experience that bill clinton knew Jeffrey Epstein, but I can't go beyond that. Uh, and I assume he's telling the truth when he says he was never on on Epstein's island, just as I'm telling the truth when I say I was on the island once with my wife and my daughter and Michael Porter and uh, uh, nobody, no young people on the island. It had just been bought and it was in the process of being built. Um, so uh, the important thing is not to assume guilt by association or, or guilt by accusation 
but um, make an assessment based on the totality of the evidence. That's why I hope all the evidence comes out, not just not just smatterings of names of lists. Remember lists, lists, uh, McCarthyism lists. I have a list. I have a list, uh, and and lists themselves uh, are meaningless and dangerous and can deny people civil liberties. The other point I want to make is this should be a list. Uh, I want to see a list. I want a list produced of radical feminists, people from the Me Too movement, people who uh, accuse others, people who believe that you should believe any woman uh, who makes an accusation. I want to see a list of those people who did not condemn Hamas for what we now know for 100% certainty was a policy of raping Jewish women and girls. We have eyewitness testimony. We have forensic testimony. Unfortunately, most of the people who were raped were also killed, and so tragically they can't testify. But the evidence of Hamas rapes and that it was a policy to rape, and they were instructed to rape, and that they raped children, and that they cut off the breasts of women and threw them around like football is the most horrible thing, documented by the New York Times, by the Wall Street Journal, and by videotapes that uh, some people have seen, um, gathering all the forensic evidence of the rapes and the sexual assaults. And yet, where is Me Too? Me Too, but not if you're a Jew? Is that what Me Too is about? Me Too except don't believe Israelis? You can believe Hamas? But don't believe Israelis. Hamas has denied that they had any rapes. The evidence is overwhelming. Where are the radical feminists? Where are those who think that the worst thing in the world is to be on an Epstein list, but it's okay to rape and mutilate and behead and kidnap and murder uh, innocent Israelis? I want a list of those people. I want them to be exposed in the court of public opinion. I want to know where these radical feminists are. I want to know where these movements are. I want to know where these lawyers are who have made fortunes and fortunes of money um, making accusations, but have remained silent. I want to know where the National Lawyers Guild is, who says that they are at the forefront of defending uh, women who have been uh, 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 victimized, but they, they have supported, supported Hamas. They blame what happened on, on October 7th on, on Israel. They claim that what Hamas did was appropriate military action. Rape, mutilation, beheadings, kidnappings, military action, only, only in, the, in the eyes of radical National Lawyers Guild people. So hypocrisy is rampant. If, if you want to believe women, believe all women. First of all, no one should be believed or disbelieved because of their uh, gender. Every accusation of rape, whether made by victims of Jeffrey Epstein or victims of Hamas, should be investigated and taken seriously. That's what Israel did. Um, some should be believed and some shouldn't. Everyone should be based on, on the merits and credibility of the accusers, on the forensic evidence, on uh, eyewitness testimony, on the usual engines of truth, cross-examination. Um, the problem with these lists and the Epstein list is that the lists are predominantly court papers. And, and, and court papers, accusations made in court papers are 
generally privileged. And that means that people can make false accusations with impunity without fear of being of being sued. That's why if an accusation is in a court paper, it should be given less credibility than if it's done in the media where, where lawsuits are possible. We live in a strange, strange time um, when uh, uh, certain accusations are are, are are believed more credibly than others, depending on the politics. We live uh, in the age of identity politics. It's not what happened to you. It's who you are. If you're an Israeli, no, 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 you're an oppressor. We're not going to believe you. Uh, there was a group of people who said that the Israelis who claimed rape were just like white people who claimed that black people raped them in the South during the Jim Crow period. We know there were false accusations of rape made by white women or their husbands or their boyfriends uh, that resulted in the lynching of, uh, of, of, of black uh, people. Some were just, you know, wolf whistles like in the Emmett Till case. We know that there were false accusations, but the idea to compare uh, Ku Klux Klan inspired false accusations leading to lynching to what happened in Israel is so bigoted and biased. Yeah, there, there, there is one word in common, lynching. Uh, that's what happened to 1,200 Israelis. They were lynched. That's right, they were lynched. Uh, lynching doesn't require a noose. Many of the black people who were lynched were shot, uh, and that's what happened to the Israelis. They were lynched. Um, but the idea that uh, radical feminists, some, not all, but I have to tell you the silence among many radical feminists about what happened on October 7th is deafening, is deafening. I have a rule. If you're a radical feminist and you haven't, you haven't in any way protested the rapes and, and the murders uh, and the beheadings and the sexual assaults of other kinds, the mutilations of the, the Israeli and Jewish women uh, on October 7th, then you have no credibility. Nobody should believe a word you say. You're then using rape as a political tool, just the way Hamas used rape as a military tool. You're using rape to make selective accusations against people you don't approve of, whereas you're remaining silent. And sometimes, like the National Lawyers Guild, even supporting the rapes, the National Lawyers Guild again said that what happened on December, on October 7th, and we know what happened, rapes and mutilations, was an appropriate military activity. And Norman Finkelstein, who claims to be a feminist too, said it warmed every part of his heart to see these horrible brutalities that occurred on October 7th. And so when, you know, when you read the lists, read it with discernment. That's a word that was used by Judge Cabranes. Use it, read it with discernment, especially the parts of it that deal um, with accusations, uh, some of which may be true, some of which may be false. But in America, we base guilt on individual culpability, on the facts, on evidence. Uh, I know we live in a post-evidence world where we no longer care about facts. We no longer care about evidence. We care more about who you are, what your race is, what your gender is. Uh, but that's not the American way. That's not the way of the Constitution. The way of the Constitution is proof beyond a reasonable doubt by admissible evidence 
based on credible testimony or scientific provable evidence. That's what America was based on. That's what the Bill of Rights is based on. That's what Abraham Lincoln demanded when he defended people throughout the state of Illinois. Uh, that's what uh, Thurgood Marshall uh, demanded. That's what uh, great lawyers have demanded from the beginning of time. Clarence Darrow, Ed Bennett Williams. Evidence, evidence, proof beyond a reasonable doubt, not lists. So these lists, read them and, you know, smirk and giggle and 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 feel good about yourself because you're not on it and Bill Gates is on it. Doesn't mean Bill Gates did anything wrong or Bill Clinton did anything wrong. Um, the accusations, some of them are, 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 are preposterous. Uh, uh, there was one uh, set of allegations. I don't know if it'll be in the, in the list or not, uh, in which a woman claimed she had videotapes of, uh, of uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and Donald Trump uh, together uh, having uh, sex with underage boys and girls. Uh, you know, that is probably going to be in the papers released. I hope so. If it's not, then it's been selectively edited and, and the credibility of the list has to be questioned. So let's, let's explore carefully what's on the list and what's not on the list, because I know about things that should be on the list. And if they're not on the list, I will report on them and wonder why they have been uh, omitted, why the public has been denied the right to see material that might cast some doubt on the credibility of at least certain accusers. So um, I'm not worried about the list. I anticipate I'll get calls about it. and uh, But I've never shunned away from talking about anything about this because I have nothing to hide, absolutely nothing to hide. So let's look at some letters uh, today. Uh, Dr. Gay is being retained as a professor. Harvard doesn't have the guts to can her for plagiarism. It was reported this morning on Fox News that her salary uh, has not been reduced, that it's $900,000. I can tell you, I was a professor at Harvard for 50 years and now emeritus for 10. <laughs> I never received anywhere near that salary. That probably is the salary for the president of Harvard and probably well-deserved for a good president of Harvard. But uh, there's no reason why she should be allowed to retain her presidential salary if she's returned to being an ordinary uh, professor. And as far as whether she should be an ordinary professor, uh, there should now be a completely objective uh, review of all of the plagiarism allegations, some of which seem not substantial, others of which seem on their face to be more substantial. But what we need is a group of three or five eminent distinguished scholars who have no association with Harvard, who don't know uh, President Gay, who uh, haven't taken a position on this, uh, who are experts in what constitutes um, uh, plagiarism and the scientific method, and uh, let them make a recommendation, a public recommendation in a report. And she should be treated like like everybody else, um, when I wrote my book, The Case for Israel, Norman Finkelstein, the same guy whose heart was warmed by the rapes, the murders, the pillaging, the, the, the horrors, uh, accused me. He said, I didn't write my book, The Case for Israel. The Shin Bet wrote it uh, or the Mossad wrote it. And I just signed it. Fortunately, I read everything by hand and I was able to prove uh, to produce a 600 page handwritten document that showed I wrote 
every single word of it, but, but I was accused. And uh, the first thing I did is I went to the Dean of Harvard at the time it was Elena Kagan, now a justice of the Supreme court. And I said, I demand that you investigate me. I don't want this allegation hanging out there. And she appointed somebody, the former president of Harvard, Derek Bach to investigate the allegations of, against me. And Bach said they were absurd. And he didn't even understand them. Uh, they were nonsense and uh, totally dismissed them. And partly as a result of making these false accusations, Against me, Norman Finkelstein was denied tenure at uh, DePaul University, the right decision, the decision made by DePaul, not by me. But uh, part of the reason may have been a false accusation of plagiarism directed against me. So there are there are false accusations of plagiarism, just like there are false accusations of, of rape and sexual assault. And I think it's important for, um, for the presumption of innocence now to surround um, President Gay as she returns to being a professor. Um, I hope she's not guilty of, uh, of serious enough plagiarism to warrant any kind of discipline. But if she is, uh, she has to be treated like anyone else would be treated. She was not fired because of her race. She may have been hired in part because of her race. There are allegations that the people who appointed her limited uh, their serious considerations to uh, candidates who satisfied the DEI uh, criteria, diversity, skin deep, only not diversity of ideas, equity, not equality, but equity and inclusion, which excludes some groups, particularly Jews and Asians. So um, no, no, she wasn't fired because of a race. Um, she was fired because of meritocracy. She failed the test of meritocracy. She did not do a good job in the six months, including her disastrous testimony in front of Congress and uh, her, her, her um, uh, alleged misconduct academically. Even her retirement letter, the letter in which she indicated she was going to resign, sounds like it was written by lawyers. Um, you know, she allegedly plagiarized even the acknowledgments in her PhD. That's the one thing that's supposed to come from the heart. Oh, thank you so much for the work you did helping me on this. But she copied that from somebody else, too. Uh, she seems to be a copycat, whether that rises to the level of disciplinary plagiarism. I leave to experts. We'll see what. We'll see what happens. You shouldn't be the person fighting for Israel, even if you were 25. You can serve in other ways, which will do more good, like as an advocate, either in court or through the media. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to act my age. I'm 85. And at 85, I think I have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge about what's going on in the Middle East, but the ability to shoot an Uzi is probably something that uh, people could do better than I could. So. I'm not jumping on a plane and going to fight in Gaza, but I uh, will do anything I can to defend uh, Israel's uh, legitimate interests and um, its right to a fair, a fair accounting. Um, okay. Uh, media, Congress, DOJ, universities, justices, a joke with checks and balances? No, I don't agree with that. Checks and balances require, I said yesterday, that uh, the checks and balances uh, go beyond what we learn in civics. Uh, so many institutions serve as checks, and the firing of gay show that alumni can serve as checks, the media can serve as checks, Congress can serve as checks. None of them is perfect standing alone, but altogether, they very well may create accountability. 
All right, here's one that I get all the time. Lloyd was not killed, he died. No, the evidence is that um, the, the policeman putting his knee on his neck certainly was a contributing factor. We're not sure about the medical evidence. Look, I had a case some years ago where I was able to get somebody acquitted um, of a murder and attempted murder charge because uh, we were able to prove that the bullet was not the cause of his death. He had died um, previously, and my client had shot him at a time when the government couldn't prove he was still alive. So these are these are issues um, um, that are legitimately of concern uh, uh, to the courts. Um, not according to Al Sharpton. This is just begging of DEI. You know, Al Sharpton, his claim that she was fired because of her race is itself racist. I mean, you know, you judge people based on their own accomplishments or lack thereof. And with Sharpton, if you're a person of color, uh, then you can't be judged on your own credibility. You have to be judged only on your race. And, and if you're black and you were fired, it must be because you were black, not because you performed your role incompetently. Um, and then what I mentioned yesterday, Gay probably plagiarized her resignation letter. No, it was actually a very poorly written letter. Um, you know, it, what, what struck me so much about her testimony and her statements and her statements after October 7th, they just lacked authenticity. They lacked a sense of, of genuineness. And um, yeah. final letter, bring back Lauren Summers, get rid of DEI. I don't think Larry's coming back. Uh, his departure was part of the problem. I mean, he was fired because of DEI hadn't yet come into existence as a concept. But he was fired uh, because he said something controversial about the difference between men and women. And uh, all the people who are now saying, oh, my God, all, all President Gay did was exercise their free speech rights. Uh, and all the Palestinian uh, protesters did was exercise their free speech rights. Where were they when Larry Summers was fired? Where were they when he made a controversial statement about the differences between men and women? And he was fired uh, because of it. It was a great cartoon. I don't remember if it was in the Globe or somewhere else, but at the time of his firing, it had Larry Summers on his hands and knees before the Harvard Corporation saying, no, I didn't say that women are not as good at math and physics as men. What I said is that Israel is an apartheid state. Now can I have my job back? Yeah, of course it depends on, on what you say. And so these are stories that will continue to resonate um, Will the firing of Gabe be a watershed moment? I hope so. Will the <laughs> publication of the list of Epstein uh, associates be a watershed moment? No, it won't be. It will just be a moment of gossip and, and um, you know, people pounding themselves on the chest saying, I'm a better person than Gates. I didn't associate with, with Epstein. Um, and, 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 and so stay tuned. And, um, I'm sure next week we'll be back with uh, follow-ups on these um, interesting and important stories. Uh, see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.